You are listening to The Gospel for Geeks. I'm Father Roderick, and this is a recording of my Sunday homily. You can find more information about the Bible readings in the show notes. In the television series Breaking Bad, we meet Walter White. And when the story begins, he is just a chemistry teacher in a secondary school. Not too good at his job. Most of his students are not very motivated. And he has a hard time, let's be honest, to motivate himself to do that work. And then, and this happens in the first episode, so I'm not spoiling much, he is diagnosed with cancer. And apparently, from the looks of it, it's terminal cancer. And that, of course, shakes his entire world. He's married, he has a wife, and a son who is partially disabled. And the first thing he worries about, of course, is what's going to happen to them when I'm no longer around? I need to provide for them. And so that initial thought, of course, obviously is very laudable. He wants to make sure that they will be okay when he has passed away. However, he doesn't exactly know how to do that, how to build up enough wealth from his, his job as a chemistry teacher to make sure that they have enough for the years to come. And that is when all of a sudden he takes a really wrong turn. He, th he says to himself, I'm a chemist, I'm a chemistry teacher. Why don't I do drugs? Now, this is very sudden and very strange and a bit shocking. And I'm not meaning to say that he is doing drugs, he's taking drugs himself. No, he is going to make and produce drugs. He finds an accomplice who helps him, a much younger fellow, and together the two of them are starting to create crystal meth, which is one of the most destructive drugs that are out there. And soon he makes a little bit of money with it and he starts to become better and better. And he keeps telling himself that it's okay because it is for a very good purpose. It is to help his wife and his son. And the more he, he makes drugs and becomes successful and makes money, the more he gets better at it, the more it takes control of his life. It starts taking the place of that relationship that he had with his wife and his son. And a couple of seasons later, in real life, a couple of years later, he is still alive. The cancer seems to be in remission, but his conscience is still mortally wounded by the wrong choices that he made. And so now that he is in that rat race, to become wealthier and wealthier, to become more and more successful, to up the quality of the drugs that he produces, the more everything else is in, in recess. Everything else disappears. And so, ultimately, he builds himself up as one of the most important drugs manufacturers in the United States. He deals with all his rivals in very immoral ways. But he keeps telling himself, this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel alive. I feel awake. He feels that he's gotten a new chance at life 
but he doesn't realize that the road that he has chosen is a road that will ultimately always lead to death, not just for himself, but also for everyone who is in touch with him. I won't spoil how the story ends, but it's very clear that this television series is a morality tale. And it shows you the tragic nature of uh, people who replace the most important thing in their lives with a means to protect what is important, to nurture what is important. For Walter White, manufacturing drugs was not a goal in itself at first. He wanted to make sure that his family was okay. But he forgot that it was much more important for his family, for his wife, for his son, to be there for, it, for them, rather than always chasing the money and getting more and more powerful and trying to eliminate all the risks, all the dangers that surround him. And this brings me to today's gospel. What would Jesus tell Walter White? Probably the same thing that he tells us in this gospel that we've just read. He would probably tell a story, you know, about this guy who has had an amazing harvest, way more than he needs. And then instead of sharing that with the people that are hungry, he wants to keep it for himself. And so he makes a fatal error thinking, as long as I can store it, I will be okay for years to come. This is the way of the future for me. And then God tells him the bad news. You know what? You've spent all your time and energy and money on building bigger barns for years to come. But in fact, you will die tonight. And then what's going to happen to that stuff? <laughs> it's like the first reading spells it out as well. It's very wise. You know, what good is it to labor, to spend your days with, with stress and, 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 and always trying to make it, to build up your career, to make even more money if, you know, tomorrow you're no longer going to be there and someone who has not put in the work will just inherit it from you. How would that make you feel? Awful, right? So the message of the first reading and of the gospel is, why don't you put that effort and that energy into what really matters? Think before you act. Always evaluate, what am I doing right now? And is it really contributing to what I cherish the most in my life? And we all know that ultimately our possessions, our money, is not what makes us happy. It's not what makes us feel alive. It's the relationships. It's the friendship with, amongst each other and the friendship with God. That is what makes our life worth living. And no matter what we put in its place, it's going to rob us from that life. It's going to end up literally at a dead end. So invest in your true future, which is your eternal relationship with God. And that's not just going to be you and God. It's going to be this ongoing eternal relationship with all the friends of God. The he heaven is not just white clouds, golden spoons, and sweet-tasting porridge. No, it's going to be this family event 
That is what matters most here in this life, and that is what remains in the life to come. Now, that may sound very abstract still and very pious, but let's make this a little bit more concrete. Let me give you an example from, from my own life. When I was still a student, I would buy books, as many as I could buy. And oftentimes there were sales where, you know, priests that were already in retirement, they would donate their theology books and philosophy books to the seminary, and we could buy those books for just a few bucks a piece. And, and so I was like, okay, I, I don't have time to read all these books right now, but later on, that this, this is such a valuable book, you know? And I would just have tons and tons of books. And after I became a priest, I continued that. I continued to buy books and I had rooms full of books. And then when I thought, you know, this looks so, I'm so happy with all these books. I, I love it to be surrounded by all this knowledge. Then all of a sudden I got the message, hey, Father Roderick, the bishop wants you to go and study in Rome. So I had to move to Rome and of course I couldn't take any of those books with me. So I had to store them. I literally put them in storage. But just moving the books from my old rectory to the storage space, I realized, oh my gosh, it's like 30 or 40 boxes and they're so heavy that the bottom is falling out. How did I get so many books? And it was not just books. I had also been a collector of CDs. I loved classical music, still love it. And at the time, CDs were, you know, all the rage. It was a digital form of, of preserving music. And I thought, you know, you buy a CD once, it's a one-time investment, and they will last a lifetime. Little did I know that right now we would be listening to music online and there is no need for for physical media. Same thing with movies. I loved DVDs. Just the whole idea that you could buy a movie in digital form, which would not uh, degrade over time, which was the case with, uh, with video cassettes. And so I, I rebought the Star Wars trilogy, of course, I already had it on VHS. I brought the prequels, but now I had them in digital form, in high definition. It was so sharp. It was so, oh my gosh, this is absolutely worth whatever they, they ask for it because these movies will last a lifetime. And then Blu-ray came around and then 4K came around and then all these streaming platforms came around and I had boxes and boxes full of CDs and DVDs and Blu-rays and none of it is worth anything right now. I don't need it. And so I started to realize that the real problem was not just the space that all that, all, the, all those physical, all that physical media took, but it's also the space it occupies in my head. I've been almost a hoarder of all those things that I didn't have time for right now, but over time, I will read that in the future. Video games, another example, I have this in common with some of you. We have this huge collection of video games. And yet, we never play it. We never play any of these games. They are in a backlog and, and we may only play two or three games during the year. And it's always the same games. So, but all this gathering 
is also occupying our time. It is taking away our money because if we invest in all that stuff that we actually don't really need and don't really miss if it's not there, then that is an investment that we can't put anywhere else. This is exactly what Jesus warns, warns against. He says, actually, it's not, the, 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 the bad thing is not to have possessions, but it, it, it becomes a problem if it takes the place of what is truly important, what's truly nourishing your life. Just as with Walter White, where he becomes the most successful drugs manufacturer in the world, almost, but he loses everything that he did it for. His wife walks away from him. His son doesn't want to speak to him anymore. And ultimately, he loses all his friends, all the, his family, and he dies alone. So, yeah, what good is it? This, this is a, 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 an important gospel to always keep in mind. This is not something you decide once and for all in your life. This is something you have, you have to ask yourself all the time. Is what, I am, what am I investing in right now? My money, my time, my energy. What am I worried about? Is it work, my career, my income? Am I, what am I stuffing my life with? How am I spending my time during the weekend? Am I just stuffing it with activities out of fear of missing out? Well, if, we, if, that, if that fear of missing out drives our decisions, we may actually miss out on what truly matters. People that tell me, I'm too busy for mass. I'm too busy for church. I, I, I need to, you know, do this or this or that. I'm always like, sure, I understand that you're busy. But have you ever asked yourself if that is a good thing? And maybe your weekends are so overstuffed that you should let go of some of these, these things, even though in themselves they may be all good. Pick and choose and don't be afraid to let go of stuff that doesn't really enrich you. And you will notice that the more you give away, the more you leave things behind, the more empty your life will become, the more room it creates for relationships, for prayer, for God and for yourself. Try it. And good luck with that. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Gospel for Geeks. You can join me live for Mass every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central European Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Follow me on social media at Father Roderick for a link to the live stream. If you want to contribute to this ministry, go to fatheroderick.com donate.